This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome in, everybody. You're listening to the SteelersNation.com podcast brought to you in part by Stoney's Brewing. My name's TJ Winger, and joining me today is a special guest, former Pittsburgh Steeler and Super Bowl Forty champion, Chris Hope. Chris, thank you for joining me, and how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Can't complain. Thanks for having me on the show. I look very forward to uh, chatting, chatting with you this afternoon, as well as talking about my old glory days with the black and gold. There we go. We're going to relive some memories. So to introduce Chris, uh, we'll start running through his football career. Uh, he was a high school All-American at Rock Hill High School in South Carolina, then going to Florida State, uh, played all four years, including winning a national championship there in 1999, then was a third-round pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers, 94th overall, played for Pittsburgh for four seasons. Then he went to Tennessee, played from 2006 to 2011, then a year in Atlanta, and then retired in 2013. 12-year career, uh, Chris was a pro bowler there in 2008, and I mentioned the national championship there at 1999 at Florida State. But i got to think the crowning achievement there was probably in the black and gold as Super Bowl 40 victory over the Seattle Seahawks. I would say um, it's hard to say what's my, my most significant achievement playing the game of football. I would say what sticks out to me the most is that I've uh, represented my, my family, my last name, uh, the, the schools that I've attended, Rock Hill High School back in Rock Hill, South Carolina. My, my university, Florida State University, and then the Steelers, the Tigers, and the Falcons. I've represented every organization that I've played for uh, with the highest in- level of integrity, and I didn't bring any shame or disrespect to the, to the organization or to my last name. So I would have to say that's probably my, my most significant achievement. You know, when you place value on the wins and losses, <clears throat> obviously, in my opinion, you focus more on the things that you didn't accomplish. You know, I would have loved to be a, mm-hmm. a multiple pro bowler. I, I kid and joke about it all the mm-hmm. time, saying that I came at the wrong time. <laughs> I the, the guys that I mm-hmm. competed against to make the pro bowl just so happened to be first battle Hall of Famers and uh, at the time one or two of the best defensive players in the entire league. You know, you think about the Brian Dawkins, uh, Troy Polamalu, Ed Reed. Bob Sanders, mm-hmm. uh, John Lynch, Adrian Wilson, the list goes on. You know, even my teammate Michael Griffin and Tony Obatea. You know, it was a great time of, of playing high-level football at the safety position. Nick Collins from the Green Bay Packers. So it wasn't as easy to make mm-hmm. the Pro Bowl uh, during my tenure of playing. So if I would have came at a different time or came during the time where they just take the best safety, I probably would have made uh, a few more. So. You know, uh, those are the things that I think about when I look at the significance mm-hmm. of my career. You know, winning the national championship, winning the Super Bowl, uh, those are things that we expected coming from Florida State. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely the level of uh, expectation at, 
plan for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you know, I, I definitely uh, put a lot of value and appreciation on those victories and on those championships. But I think as a player, you focus more on what you missed out on. That's an interesting perspective. And, Chris, now I kind of want to move into you've been retired for five years. What have you been doing? What is that transition period from being a football player into post-football life? So uh, I think, you know, that Jay-Z says it in one of his rap songs about church. He says, life starts when church ends. And I think mm-hmm. that same thing about football. I think my life started <laughs> when football ended. Because when you play the game of football in my position, I've started since I was seven years old. I've never had a job. And this is all I dedicated my life to, schoolwork and football. And once I you know, graduated from high school and college, it just came strictly about football. Standing straight, stretching, eating right, you know, studying film, doing all the things that I could control to become a professional athlete at the highest level and compete at the highest level. But as I retired, no one told me that being a dad was a full-time job. So, you know, having a five-year-old and a three-year-old and being married, uh, that is mm-hmm. the ultimate commitment. You know, uh, Trevor Palomaro and I talk a lot about how being married, you know, you have no days off. You know, even as being a father, you could send your kids to their aunt's house, to their uncle's house, or send them to a camp, or send them to school. So you get a little break. There's not mm-hmm. one second of the day that a married man or a married woman could act as if they're single. So that's the ultimate commitment. And um, I think that has really just gave me a new perspective or perception of how to view life. And that's what, that's what matters the most to me now. Being a full-time dad, being a mm-hmm. devoted and loving husband, trying to get better in those phases of life. Because all those things you use in the game of sports, you know, the focus, mm-hmm. the attention to detail, the, the hard work, the finding ways to get better at some of the things that you're weak at. You know, all that transitions into marriage, that transitions into being a parent. And my role in life mm-hmm. is to be a professional on all levels. You know, that's the same way I played the game. I wanted to be a safety that could cover as well as tackle. I wanted to be physical, mm-hmm. but also tackle well in space. I, I don't want any weaknesses in my game, and I take that same mindset and approach to life. So after after retiring, I've got involved in the business world. Um, I'm involved in a few different uh, commercial real estate projects here in Nashville, Tennessee, where I live. Uh, I've been involved in a restaurant, a car dealership. You know, things that I know I'm not the smartest in, but I've surrounded myself with people that kind of protect me and guide me and lead me in the, and make, help me make the best decisions in those, in those ventures that I'm going into. And then I think to date my biggest achievement has been my book, you know, Pose. That has really just uh, gave me a different level of appreciation and um, gave me the, the platform that I have to really influence and impact people's lives. Absolutely. You kind of mentioned there. Let's talk a little bit about your book. So PROS, tell me, I understand it's an acronym. Tell us a little bit about the book. What does PROS stand for? And what does it give each person who might read it? So the book is called PROS, and that's P-R-O-S. And um, it's an acronym for parents relying on their seeds. And um, being an athlete, I'm sure everyone who sees that title is going to read the title and say, 
specifically, oh, here's another book about some athlete speaking about his accomplishments and all the things that he's achieved and all the adversity and obstacles that he's had to face and go through to get to the level of success he has. That is much deeper than that. It is a book about creating healthy boundaries between parent-child relationships, uh, creating a, a, an opportunity to not focus on uh, focus on things that we overlook sometimes because it's such a touchy subject. Uh, it it teaches about balance between entitlement, expectations, placing our expectations on others, and vice versa. It talks about wealth. It talks about uh, marriage. It is a very layered book uh, that I think that I know applies to all walks of life, and it's just uh, just opening up. The dialogue of, of creating the thought of what can I do to prepare for the success that I'm about to walk into. And even for those that um, are not athletes, you know, it's a, it's a book about business, a book about uh, family, of course, you know, all the things that are important to me. And just creating a healthy environment between those that you love. So when you do become successful, when you do uh, reach your goals, but you have those that you love and those that you started with still around you and in your corner. And I would just hate for, for uh, people to experience the highest level of success and still be unfulfilled at the end of the day. I think that's the, the greatest uh, failure in life, to be successful and be unfulfilled, if you understand where, where I'm coming from with that. Absolutely. I think that's a, a very true statement, but also – Along with you now finished your book, you mentioned a couple businesses you're involved with. I also found the IC Hope Foundation. Can you kind of let me know what the IC Hope Foundation does? So the IC Hope is, is a foundation that I started, my wife and uh, actually my sister and my cousin, you know, just gave me that uh, kind of branding of it. You know, my name is Chris Hope and it's already a short name. <laughs> so most people call me my entire name when they address me. And then it so happened that my teammates thought that was too long, so they shortened it to see Hope. Mm-hmm. So most people always call me, what's up, see Hope, or how you going, see Hope? Or they call me by my jersey number, either 2-8 or 2-4. Mm-hmm. So what I, what I saw in that was I see hope for the future. You know, whether it's kids, whether it's someone in a bad situation, whatever the case may be. So the I see hope. Foundation was created to help out in uh, any stretch of the imagination. You know, the, the first few things that we really dove into was our, uh, back in my community. You know, I, I'm a big, firm believer that I didn't get where I am today without the help of those that surround me, mm-hmm. including my family, immediate and extended. And then those people that loved and prayed and, and covered me in my community because once you leave your house, you know, as a kid, you know, you are in the hands of society. And I had some very positive, influential people throughout my neighborhood, whether it be teachers, coaches, mm-hmm. you know, uh, older gentlemen and female that poured into my life. So I created this foundation for the community to help with the community. You know, so many times people sit back and just expect the athlete or the famous or the celebrity person to always do all the giving, I created an opportunity for us all to pull back. And, you know, we've had basketball games, we've had camps, we've had 
Uh, we 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 built gunman shelters, and I get everyone to come out and do their part. You know, mm-hmm. chip in. It doesn't have to be money. It could be your time. It could be your effort. It could be your you know just just the encouraging words or your prayers that can help someone in whatever the situation may be. We helped my first year having the uh, event back in South Carolina, my hometown, Rockville, South Carolina. We helped this school teacher. Uh, Miss Adams, whose son actually played in the NFL as well, Philip Adams, mm-hmm. had a, a, a great career as well. Uh, she was in a car accident. She was a, a great, great teacher in our community, helped and blessed a lot of children along the way. And she was hit by a, a tractor trailer truck or maybe a drunk drive, I can't recall the exact, exact uh, accident, but we came out and had a basketball game. All the money and proceeds went to her and her family to help with, with um, medical bills and caretakers. Yeah. And it was just a, it was a great event. Oh, that is awesome. I encourage everybody to go look up the IC Hope Foundation and then also check out Mr. Hope's book, Pros, which we talked about a second ago. And you're listening to the SteelersNation.com podcast brought to you in part by Stoney's Brewing. And Chris, I'm going to ask you one more question. So I don't know if you've been able to keep up with Pittsburgh's football preseason play first two games underway if you have what do you think of the team so far you know i'm a i'm a diehard still a fan that bleeds titan blue <laughs> if you can yeah yeah if, if that's possible mm-hmm. so, uh, i try my best to watch the Steelers and titans play as well as the Falcons, and also florida state those are all teams that have just blessed my life but it's kind of hard to watch them without getting emotionally involved. So sometimes I have to make sure the score is in a situation where I feel good about watching yeah. or unless it will mess up my day to a degree. So I haven't been able to detach from it. But obviously, you know, the Steelers drafted another guy from my hometown, Rock Hill mm-hmm. Football, USA, uh, Mason. Mason Rudolph, he's from my hometown. He went to Northwestern High School, the Crosstown Rivals, but I am a big fan of supporter supporter of him, uh, of Mason. So I watch. He plays well the other night, you know, other than the interception. I um, I think the team is heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I really love the explosiveness of our offense, you know, Ben and Antonio Brown. And when uh, our running back comes back, you know, we always expect big things out of him. Mm-hmm. I would really love to see our defense, you know, kind of – it's hard to talk about still a football <laughs> and admit that our defense may be the weak group, not disrespecting any other guys on the team, but it's just hard to it's hard to watch still a football when our defense isn't the, the cornerstone of, of the team. And I think they gave up fifty one points against and I mean Aaron Rodgers didn't even play, I don't think. They gave up fifty one points in a preseason game, so that's that's never good. Preseason or not, so I think they have a long way to go. I do think that uh, the past few years with the suspensions and the holdouts have kind of slowed up our offense. And by the time we we, we start hitting on all cylinders, mm-hmm. we either gave some games away in the beginning, or the chemistry's not right to finish the deal at the end. Mm-hmm. So I think that has been a major major distraction for us the last few years. Well, Chris, maybe. A defensive end, they might need to bring you back and try to iron out those kinks there on the defensive end, try to get some words of advice or something like that. What do you think? <laughs> I, I thought we just need to go back to the, to the hit you in the face, get up in the face and challenge our opponents like, we, like we've always done. 
You know, you can't, mm-hmm. you don't get the stiller uh, nickname Steel Curtain without being physical. You know, I know that's hard to do now watching watching football. I don't think I could have played. You know, I've seen some guys make some regular open field tackles in time and get a flag from playing just clean, hard physical football. So I know they've taken that out of the game, and, and I know that would have had a big impact on the way we played when I played for the Steelers and the history of just being Steel Curtain. So I know that's that's a different brand of football that they have to play today, but I think we need to get back to playing physical. And I think that can help us out with defense. Well, again, this has been the fourth installment of the SteelersNation.com podcast. Chris, I want to thank you again for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Absolutely, and best of luck. And be sure to come back for the next episode of the SteelersNation.com podcast brought to you by Stonings Brewer. And until then, we are signing off.